Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The following reflects neither the policies nor the thoughts of iHeartMedia or its employees. But we think it's probably a good idea to listen to it anyway. Money Sense is a presentation of Kirsten Wealth Management Group. As managing partners of Kirsten Wealth Management Group, your hosts, Dennis Kirsten, Brad Kirsten, and Kevin Kirsten, are professional financial advisors with LPL Financial with over 75 years of combined experience. They can be reached in their Perrysburg offices at 419-872-0067 or 800-875-1786. Their email address is kirstenwealth at lpl.com. Also, visit their website at kirstenwealth.com. Opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your financial advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Good morning and welcome to Money Sense. Welcome to the first post-election show. We don't even know if the election's over yet. We're taping the show on Thursday and the election is not over at the moment. But uh, we're going to keep people on track and we're going to keep people focused on what's important here on this show. So, Denny, uh, before I get into it, uh, and we really don't know at this point the final, final results uh, of the election. But give me some thoughts and and some considerations as to what you've been thinking the last uh, couple of days as we're kind of winding down with this election period. Well, uh why can't we all count votes a lot sooner? Okay. <laughs> I saw I saw a post out there that said, you know, and it's not as simple as that. This is sort of but they said American Idol counted 150 million votes in 15 minutes to decide who won that. But we can't. Count. Well, we can't do the, it's more a, complicated than that. But I did uh, think it was kind of funny. Here, here's an observation I have. OK. Uh, obviously, because of the virus, we had a lot more mail in ballots. OK. Um, I saw I think you told me. uh yesterday that Wisconsin, for example, had never had more than 70, 70, 71 uh, percent uh, turnout. Registered voters turnout. voting. Turnout. Turnout. They call it turnout. This time they have 90, 89 point something. 89 point something, right. Yeah. And and I'm talking going back 50 years I'll of tell you another phenomenon that's pretty amazing. That some uh, districts, some precincts um, have more voters than registered voters. Yeah. Okay. And here's another thing. Now, Wisconsin does have same-day registration, so I'll point that out. But but at the same time, you don't get 90% turnout, period. End of conversation. Well, it's going to be a higher turnout. It's going to be a higher turnout, but you don't get a 32% increase in turnout. Here's another opinion I have. We should um, count all of the early voting first, okay? Get it over with. Just a minute. All the absentee ballots— all of the early voting should be tabulated, number one, by all the cities first, okay? Because we're doing the opposite, right? Pennsylvania right now, um, you know, and, and the, the bottom line for every, every state in this country is that Donald Trump will win 85% of the geography of the country, okay? Uh, he was winning 
every area of Pennsylvania except the cities, Pittsburgh and uh, Philadelphia and, you know, a handful of other cities, okay? So I'm equating this to a sporting event, okay? How would you like to uh, play a football game in the NFL, pick any, any league, whatever, okay? And uh, time runs out. Uh, the, the game is over. But they decided to, uh, you know what? Um, we're going to send all the fans home and all the referees home, and we're going to extend this game into overtime for five minutes, and we'll just kind of let you know what the score is when it's all over. And that's what's happening. Because uh, when these votes come in, uh, you know, right now, as of this morning, it's down to about 150,000 or 130,000 that Trump's ahead in Pennsylvania as of Thursday uh, mid-morning. And uh, the tally is, is 80-20 at least, 85-15 uh, every time they count a vote percentage-wise. So, uh, you know, they find out, okay, um, we're, uh, we're down by 700,000. We'll let you know when we have 800,000 more for Biden, and then that's it. You know, in the business world, Dad, there's a lot of copycats out there in terms of a company does a good thing and another company says, boy, that's a smart thing to do. Let's do that. Well, I think in the election, we have some some states that we maybe should copy and some states that we should completely blow up the way they do it. Florida, by what, nine o'clock at night? Well, what? you have you have the, the you know, the uh, panhandle that's an hour. Yeah. But yeah. by nine o'clock at night, Florida had tabulated 11 million votes by nine o'clock at night. And how, out of how many? That's it. That was their that was their that total. was it. That was it. They, they were done. They were done. That Florida was done, called, or whatever. Yeah. Done. What I mean, about their absentee? Were they allowing them to come in after the election day? I, I'm not sure what their rules on that are, but they were up over 95% within an hour of their polls closing. Mm-hmm. Okay? Pennsylvania didn't crack 60% until this morning. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever it was. I'm just saying... If we have states, and it looks like Florida, if you if you look at whatever happened in the year 2000 with Al Gore and Bush, right. royally screwed up, right. and they said, we need to revamp this whole system. And yeah. whatever they're doing, I'm not an election expert, but whatever Florida's doing seems to me like well, everyone else is. We do have a Republican governor there. I'm not sure. I, I'm I'm not not sure who the Secretary of State is. Well, but. he did let he did fire uh, somebody down in Broward County that yeah. is doing a lot of funny business. Right. I don't know. It's right. it's almost comical at this point. I mean. They they find and it, someone's going to have to an election expert's going to have to explain it to me. I mean, somebody finds a hundred thousand votes here, a hundred thousand votes there. Oh, they're they're all for Biden. They're a hundred percent for Biden. Mm-hmm. Has has anyone ever found a hundred thousand votes that were a hundred percent for Trump ever? Uh, I don't know. I don't think. So. I don't think so. I, I, I mean, it's so. like it's like you were originally Denny, a teacher in school. They don't even fake the cheating. Is my point. Yeah. Like you're a teacher in school. If you had a kid that was a C student and all of a sudden he gets an A plus on an exam, uh, aren't you going to say, hmm, that kid hasn't had an A plus in, in seven months? And I, all... ca- I caught a, a, a kid cheating one time. <laughs> you know how I knew? I thought he was looking on somebody else's paper and this was a really smart student. He got down to the last question and the, and the smart one said, I don't know the answer. And the one that was cheating said, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, well. they don't even pretend. It's like you got to get a couple wrong, right? Throw in a 10% for Trump just to make it look good. No, no. Yeah. But honestly, when I look at the market reaction, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about this as well, 
the market reaction has been extraordinarily positive. We're going to talk about why uh, in a second. But the first thing I gather is the president of the United States, and I, and I think this is true because if you look at other inflection points in the market throughout the last 20, 25 years, it's been a bigger inflection point when the House and the Senate flip than it has been when the presidency flips. Yeah. Okay. By the way, let me give you some numbers. As of uh, 10th, uh, 11 o'clock on Thursday morning, since uh, the start of the uh, – since this week, so far this week, as of 11 o'clock, the Dow is up – Dow and S&P are up 7.2%, and the NASDAQ is up 8.5%. On the week. For the week. Right. That's a good year. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and it goes back to what I was saying last week on the show with Brad Denny. More money has been lost preparing for elections than was ever lost in an election itself. OK. And so when when you look at the election itself and, and I want to get back to that thought in a second. But first of all, the market is telling me that the president of the United States is the least important body in our government as it pertains to the market and the economy. Well, That's what the market's telling me. OK. All right. Because when I look at previous inflection points and, and you look at 2008, 2016, Yes, you, you, you saw some relief after the election, first of all, no matter who won. Mm-hmm. At 2012, same thing. Market went up. Market went up. We talked about this on previous shows. But I look at today's reaction, and I think it's the avoidance of one-party rule with hopefully the Republicans maintaining the Senate. I think it there was a lot of ultra-left wing people who were running against Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell who lost in a big way, yeah. Susan Collins in Maine. And so when you look at it, that part has been rejected, and it was probably more important for the Republicans to retain the Senate. We don't know what would have happened, but let's say Trump won decisively, Denny, and the Democrats swept the Senate. I think that would have been worse. Yeah, because it would have been four years of them trying to impeach him. If I had to pick, as an investor, as a financial advisor, if I had to pick, I'd pick— Well, I, I voted for Trump, and people know that on this yeah. show. But if I had to pick, Denny— mm-hmm. And I had to only get one, mm-hmm. Senate or president. I'd take the Senate every time. Yeah. I think the market uh, feared the most. I mean, cl- you know, clean Democrat sweep, uh, more seats in the House, uh, in the Senate, and the president. Uh, if it was, a, you know, Joe Biden in age 78 with Kamala Harris, the most liberal senator in the Senate. Right. As a, a vice president and uh, who knows what will happen in the next four years? So not knowing what's going to happen in the next couple of days, and you, I just said this to you in our office, in terms of major policy, right now, not knowing who's going to win, Trump or Biden, mm-hmm. but knowing that you know it looks pretty good in the Senate, and actually the Republicans gained a bunch of seats in the House. Looks like Pelosi might not be there anymore. Very divisive. Right now, what is the difference between a Biden presidency and a Trump presidency right now, knowing what where the Senate st- sits in particular? Well, if they keep the Senate, uh, not all that much, uh, because uh, you, we would be worried about, okay, Biden was proposing raising the corporate income tax. Not going to happen. Not going to happen, okay. Raising uh, regular income taxes. And do, reg- you know, increase regulations, okay. Well, let's uh, go back here. What were the biggest concerns on our side, okay, in my opinion? tax policy mm-hmm. he was talking about a 40 percent capital gains rate taking the corporate tax back it is not going to happen right okay tax policy is not changing okay when you look at two years from now 
it's going to get even worse for Democrats because the the map of the election looks a whole lot better for Republicans in the midterm. I haven't looked at that. Are there more Democrats up in yes, two years? a lot yeah. more. Yeah. They will probably flip the House back. So you have two years here where that's the only time you could get something done, and it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what was the other thing that we people were concerned about in terms of socialism? Medicare for all? Yeah. Forget it. Not going to happen. Okay? Green New Deal, $3 trillion, $4 trillion, $5 trillion? Forget it. Not going to happen. Okay? A lot of the ultra left wing socialist policies that investors were most worried about are not going to happen. Right. And now, and people say, well, gosh, it seems like we wasted four years. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Of, of, of Trump. And, you know, we got the we got the tax cuts, but we didn't really get a lot. Don't forget what he did in the Supreme Court. Oh, absolutely. No matter what happens. And, right. and if he wins, great. If he doesn't, that Supreme Court with Scalia and Ginsburg tragically passing away would have been that's for life. That's, That's right. not four years. That's right. That's for life. And, and Kennedy, uh, who has always been sort of the swing vote, uh, he retired, smart enough to do it when there was a Republican president. Right. Okay. And um, so we ended up with uh, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and uh, Amy uh, Amy Merritt. Right. And I don't. She's forty eight. I think. Uh, yes. Uh, the other two were in their fifties. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and based on based on a track record of Supreme Court justices, she's going to be there for 40 years. Well, honestly, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's if if her health ma- maintained, she's going to be there I, for a long. I don't time. know what the number is, but there's also been a lot of federal judges appointed by Trump. That's right. Approved. So I think the market is saying today with the big rally. And this is why this Brad, week, this week, this is why Brad and I caution people. Then yeah. people said. Oh, well, if I get out, I can always get back in once we yep, know. Yep. We still don't know. Yep. And yet you're missing out. Yep. You know, people always say, I'm worried that I'll lose, a, uh, you know, pick a number, 50000 $100,000 if the market goes down. But they never worry about the money they miss out on if the market goes up. Right. right? That's yep. a loss. Yeah. And, and if you got out before the election, who knows? It could go back down. You might get another chance to get back in. I'm not sure. Yep. But what I do know is as it sits today, you've lost. Okay? <clears throat> you've lost by by trying to guess something that is unguessable. And so before I get to the first break, and I know you got a lot of good stuff here from Nick Murray that's coming up here, but I just want to point out, you've often said on this show, you're going to try to time the market. People tried to time the crash in March, right? Yeah. What do you always say? When you get out, you got to get you got to get it right twice. That's right. You got to get it right when you get out, and you got to you got to decide the right time to get back in. And if it goes back up before you have a chance to get back in, You've suffered a permanent loss. Right. A permanent loss. Kevin, I have a question. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. The other thing that I'll point out, because people trade around market crashes, and you're trying to get both sides of that trade right, when to get out, when to get back in. Yep. On the election, people are trying to get two things right. They're trying to predict what's going to happen to the election. That's the first thing they're trying to get right. But they're also trying to predict how the market will respond to it. And Many people will sit here and say, well, if this happens, for example, if Biden wins, not even thinking about the Senate or the House or all the other stuff that goes along with it, if Biden wins, then it is clearly 
a disaster, not thinking about those other things. So you had many people, and, and hypothetically, I don't know what's going to happen. Hypothetically, let's say Biden wins, hypothetically. Okay, we might be sitting here on Saturday when this is going, and, and he might be winning. It might be Trump. Who knows? But hypothetically, let's say Biden wins, and you sit there and you pat yourself on the back. Oh, I got it right. Thank God. Then you log into your screen, and you look, and the Dow's up 600 points. So you got the first part right, but you missed the second part. That's why trying to time this stuff is much more difficult than you can imagine. You've got to get the event right, which is Trump or Biden, who's going to win? And then you've got to get the reaction right. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. Yeah. Denny, you can't do it. I can't Not do trying. it. And definitely the individual investor can't do it. Yeah. Okay. So you might think you know everything. And then you, tr- you, you log into your screen, and it's the exact opposite reaction that you thought. Not only that. Even if you were right, uh, and it was a clean sweep with the socialists, then you have to decide, when do I get out, when do I get back in? Same thing. Might be four decisions. Yeah, four decisions. <laughs> right, That's right. right. That's so right. we get back from the break. We're going to circle this ab- around because I think people have a lot of stress and anxiety right now around an election and a lot of stress and anxiety if they're approaching retirement or in retirement. And we're going we're gonna to put it in perspective so that people can have calm because when people have calm and they take the emotion out of it, they make better investment decisions. You're listening to Money Sense. Kevin and Dennis Kirsten will be right back. And welcome back to the show. You're listening to the advisors of Kirsten Wealth Management Group, Kevin Kirsten and Dennis Kirsten. Happy to be with you this morning. We are professional financial advisors. If you heard the ads uh, in between breaks there, uh, professional financial advisors with our offices in Perrysburg. You can check us out online, KirstenWealth.com. We have p- weekly commentaries that we post along with some excellent information to help you along in your in, to gain your retirement goals this week on our market commentary. We talked about the GDP, which was out before the election. Huge number on the GDP, 33.1% annualized uh, record growth, most of it coming from consumer spending. So we break that down. Check it out on our website, KirstenWealth.com. Really, the key quarters are not going to be the down quarter in the second quarter or the rebound quarter in the third quarter. What's going to happen fourth quarter and beyond? We talk about what we're looking for uh, in the coming months and years. And I think, Denny... Uh, Going back past this election, we're going to have a vaccine in about three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Yeah. Whether it doesn't matter. Biden, Trump doesn't matter. And, right. and listen, everyone will go political. The vaccine will come. The numbers will go down. And I don't care if it's Trump or Biden in office. They're both going to take credit for it. That's the way it goes. Just like uh, Bill Clinton took credit for a lot of the policies that Reagan put in place. And and and, and, new, uh, new, and, new, and it's just, <laughs> yeah. everybody does it, yeah. though. Everybody right. does it. And, and, and guess what? If it happens to be Biden, he's going to take credit for curing COVID-19. Guess what? CNN, I noticed, uh, took the COVID death meter off their TV screen. Shocker. Right? Oh, yeah, it's not there anymore. <laughs> okay. Shocker of all shockers. So that sort of fear-mongering around COVID is definitely going to tame, tame down. But, you know, that's what we can help guide you through. So as we segue to try to get people back on the right track post-election. You have some thoughts. You know, Nick Murray is always a great one to put things in perspective when you're thinking on the long term. And it really, uh, it all has to do with investor behavior. And all the business shows, they're constantly, I, I think some of these people think that everybody is a day trader and they're in or out twice twice a day with their whole portfolio. Right. And uh, they always have a reason for the market going up or down, right? Um here are some of the headlines over the last couple of months, right? Uh, here's one. The market rises as stimulus, stimulus talks resume. Okay? Market happened to be up that day. 
Here's three days later. Martin falls as stimulus talks dim. So there's a reason for the market going up or down. And by the way, business 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 shows make the assumption that they know why the market went up or That's down. That's right. The market makes no such pronouncement. Yeah. Okay? There's the market has so many different levers that are being pulled in a given yeah. day. They're you don't know that that's why the right. market went up or down. Yeah. You you have no idea, yet they will pronounce that. And the other thing that cracks me up on these headlines, Dad, is the market will go up or down on the same headline like six different times. Well, wait a minute. It, it, you yeah. can't have it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, the market went up on stimulus talks. Next day, market goes up on continued stimulus right. talks well wait a minute yeah. you only get to fire that bullet once right yeah. <laughs> i ask this question of people from time to time uh what percentage of the days in a in a market year do you think the market goes up or down and have you asked people that question what kind of an answer yeah. do you have what, what what's what's common responses uh, on a on a daily basis throughout the year what i typically find is that people do a better job of getting the days right and do a terrible job of getting the long-term right. Okay. And here's what I mean by that. I, if I ask that question, I typically get the answer that it's a coin flip. Oh. But if I ask the question, how many years does the market go up? I get the same answer. Okay. It's a coin flip. Yeah. And it is not. It is 73% of the years the market's up. It is 90-plus percent of every five-year period, and it is 99.6% of every 10-year period. When I ask people about five-year periods, they'll tell me maybe six out of 10, and it's not even close. So at least in my experience, yeah. I get more of a coin flip. And, and the other thing that people miss is that it is a coin flip. It's a coin flip in up years, and it's also a coin flip in down Just years. About. I, and, uh, <laughs> more, more often than not, I, I get an answer of 70% 70, 70 of the time it's up. Okay, It's really uh, in an average So mark- isn't that interesting that yeah. people will often think a full calendar year is less often up yeah. than a day? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, in an average year uh, where very seldom it's average, by the way, uh, and um, it, it's up maybe, what, 53% of the time, down 47. In a down year, it's maybe 48, 52, up yeah. and down. Uh, in a- 2008, which was the worst year in 80 years, was 51 down, 49 up Yeah, on the days. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. I yeah. mean, you can't time it. Yeah. So uh, don't pay attention to what happens on a day-to-day basis. Don't pay attention to the day's headlines. And, um, you know, we have, we've had the election. We don't know... For sure, the total outcome. But here's the other thing that uh, Nick Murray mentions in this article that I completely agree with. And that is, uh, don't uh, underestimate the willingness and the ability uh, of great companies in, in America and the world to alter their business plans in all circumstances. And we underestimate the capacity of the financial markets to respond in a rational way. And so, I think, by the way, I think uh, not only from an innovation standpoint, yeah, but also from the from a, the standpoint of if there are bad policies that come, the ability to avoid such bad policies, absolutely, <laughs> such as well, gee, a, a state is running short of money, so let's raise taxes on the wealthy, and we'll collect that much more money. Guess what? It never happens, or they move. Yeah, and that's happening a lot across America. That's right. Also. So. Anyhow, it, it um, uh, people adapt, and uh, 
If they change policy, people react to it. Businesses react to it. Individuals react to it. So there's, I, there's a commentator on one of the shows that um, he's a little over the top, but there's a bull market somewhere. There's always things that will respond to policy in a more positive way or a negative way. There's a bull market somewhere, but I would he, he says it a little differently. I would say there's a bull market somewhere. Find a good advisor that can find it. That's right. And, and that's, that's what we're here for. So, Denny, I'm going to segue because it kind of goes to what you're saying in terms of people will adapt to any policy that's out there. Businesses will adapt. Okay? But you can only adapt to the things that you can control. That's right. Okay? You can only adapt to the things that you can control. You, For example, a business cannot control the law or regulation that the government puts upon them. That's right. But, well, with lobbying, some, some of them do. But, but they... To, for the most part, they don't control that, but they can control their reaction mm-hmm. to the policy. Well, the same is true on the individual level. When we get back from the break, I want to break down your retirement and so that you can put your mind at ease through an election, through a pandemic, whatever it is. If you can divide out your retirement life into three... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Categories. I think it will put your mind at ease. And I want people to think about this in the break. What is in my control? What do I have total control over? What is out of my control? And that's the thing that I want everyone to eliminate from their minds completely. Mm-hmm. And what do I have some control over? Those three things. We get back from the break. You're listening to Money Sense. Kevin and Dennis Kirsten will be right back. And welcome back to the show. You're listening to the advisors of Kirsten Wealth Management Group, Kevin Kirsten and Dennis Kirsten. Once again, we are professional financial advisors. Our offices are in Perrysburg. Give us a call. If you have any questions or you want to set up a consultation, 419-872-0067. We're trying to... Bring it back to basics here because we don't know what's going to happen this election. A lot of people put a lot of stock in it uh, uh, and looking at what do I do? What do I do? I got to do something before the election. I should I should make a move after the election. And and we said this on previous shows, Brad and I, you shouldn't be doing that because you don't know what the response is going to be. You don't know. If you would have told me a week ago that we're going to have a drawn out one week count, I would have said it was bad for the markets. Guess mm-hmm. what? It's not. So you just don't know. But I think if you break it down by three things, Denny, out of your what's out of your control, what do you have some control over, what do you have total control over? Let's start with what's out of your control because personally I think that you should completely eliminate this from any consideration. First of all, returns of the stock market. We know what history is mm-hmm. of the stock market and I base a lot of what I look at based on that history. Mm-hmm. But in terms of year to year, Day-to-day, you mentioned day-to-day with Nick Murray. Do you have any control over that? No. So no. Why, would you, why would you spend one second stressing about it? Well, it includes, you know, getting online and looking, looking at your account value every day. Yes, Or exactly. twice a day. Or getting out before the election or getting out after the election yep. or getting out based on who you agree with or getting out based on if it's Biden or if it's Trump or if it's Obama or if it's Bush. You, you, that should be out of the equation completely. Yep. Now, we, we talk about this, the second part on this show, 
a lot out of your control. We talk about it a lot. Certainly we have different areas that we think that would be nice if politicians steered us in a certain direction. But do any of us really have any control over policy, taxation, policy of of tax on your savings and your benefits in retirement? We have any control over that policy other than our individual vote, which we can control. And once you make your vote, then that's the end. But do we have any other control? No, not really. But what can we control based on differing policy and differing laws? We can control our reaction. That's right. That's right. And you mentioned that opportunity cost. And uh, that I don't know what's worse, Kevin. Um, if you're in the market and, and you're, you're, you stay in the market and there's an event like the virus this year. Or the election. Yeah. And um, or, you know, 2008 or whatever. And um, you watch things go down a little bit. Some people finally say, I can't take it anymore. Get me out. Um, and then uh, you wrote it down and then you get out. And then you when you when you go back in, I don't know what's worse, watching it go down and knowing in your heart eventually it will come back or getting out and being out and watching the market go up and you're not in. Yeah, you're not. That's the opportunity. Oh, and by the way, if you're out, there's a lot of people out right now in the election. That could be some of what drives uh, markets in the coming uh, months and years. But we talk about out of your control. You can't. For example, you can't control market returns. OK, now let's go what you have total control over, because this segues right into it. Denny, you have total control over your asset allocation, how you invest your money and where you invest your money. Mm -hmm. And you know, based on history, that regardless of market returns, you can have control over how your money's invested. You can't control the return of the market. Okay? Mm -hmm. So if you're worrying about what's going to happen after the election, but not thinking, what's my risk profile? When am I retiring? What's my time horizon? When do I need the money? Can you put probability on your side? What do I mean by this? You mentioned, in a given year, Market goes up seven out of every 10 years on average throughout history. Not mm -hmm. guaranteed, but that's what happens throughout history. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, not, that's, a, that's a pretty good number, but mm -hmm. not a definitive number. Market goes up nine out of every 10 five-year periods. Mm -hmm. And it goes up 9.96 out of every 10 10-year periods. So regardless of if it ends up being Trump or Biden, is it safe to say with a 99% probability the market will be up Compliance department doesn't like me making definitive answers. I'm leaving a point point four percent out here for compliance. Mm -hmm. Ninety nine point six percent chance you'll make money in ten years. Safe if, if, if what if you stay fully invested. Correct. Okay. Ninety percent chance you'll make money in five years. Mm -hmm. So what does that tell you? Can you control the day to day of the market? No. no. But this, by the way, this never changes. I don't care if it's twenty twenty or nineteen twenty. Okay. The money that you need if you're in retirement. The money that you need this year, next year, two years, three years, four years from now should be in something that won't see that kind of drop That's like right. what we saw last March. That's right. If you can live on that money for three, four, five, six, seven years, mm -hmm. then you never have to sell a stock if there's volatility. That's right. What's the um, what's the average length of time, Kevin, when uh, mark, we have a big drop in the market over the last, whatever, 50 years that it took to reach uh, the previous high that we had? Well, 2008 was one of the longest yep. at five and a half years. 2002 was five years, okay? Mm -hmm. 
There's been some other ones that have been a bit, little bit longer, mm-hmm. but that's that's a pretty good start because 2008 was the, and of course COVID-19 was yeah. six months, yeah. but a five-year stretch to recover, that's that's a good starting point for a conversation. So if, if someone is in retirement and has an average uh, 40% in bonds and you're pulling out 5% a year. Out of your total account balance. That's right. That's eight years worth of income and withdrawals from something that is more likely to not go down at all from your bond portfolio. If you're in the right kind of fixed if income, you, if right. You're, if you haven't managed properly. Right. So without now, does having, that mean does that mean that you're going to be 60-40 throughout that stretch? No, no. you're going to draw that down yes. if it's really bad, if the yeah. economy and the market is really bad. But you're going to stay invested with right. your other money. Right. And so no matter who wins an election, no matter the pandemic that comes along, if you get the asset allocation right, if you get the time horizon right, the market return part that I said is out of your control is irrelevant to you. That's right. It's irrelevant. So say I, I like the, the phrase I've heard you use um, your few years from retirement, you and Brad, but it's the future me money. Yeah. And that's really true for a, a retiree also. Yeah. That's a future me money. Yes. I'm retired. I should get out of the market. Should you? What about 75 year old uh, you? What about 80 year old you? What about 85 year old you? There is inflation. Things will cost more in the right. future. People are worried about money printing and they say inflation, inflation, inflation. Everyone always goes to gold, Denny. You know, it's the best asset class to keep up with inflation. Stocks. Stocks. That's right. <laughs> so another sort of total control item. Mm-hmm. You worry about policy. We said that's out of your control. You shouldn't worry about it as an individual. Mm-hmm. Com- companies have lobbying, but you can't lobby as an individual. Taxation. Taxation on your savings. Taxation on your benefits. Can you control that? No. But you can control how much you save and how much you spend. Mm-hmm. You know, people miss out. They think that they think that the average person, let's say, oh, I know, you know Joe down the street, and he's got $4 million, and they think that he invested – you know, a hundred thousand and build it to four million. No, right. no, I've done this on this show before. If you invest over a thirty-year period and you get to four million, almost half your money is your own money. That's right. Okay, so you think that Joe down the street got to that number, that huge number, by picking a good stock? No, he was smart. He picked good investments and held them and didn't sell them, but. He held them for a long time. So he, might, he might very well be the millionaire next door. You wouldn't be able to tell that by the car he drives or the house he lives that's in. That's right. But the very person that is stressed out about tax policy is also not maxing out their 401k. Yep. Now, you have full control of that. You don't know what your taxes are going to be under any president or any Congress. But you know that if you max out your 401k and you do the catch-up when you turn 50. And by the way, what is the definition of maxing out on your 401k? It's not a percentage. Yeah. It's a dollar. What are we at? 19.5 now? 20? Somewhere plus, in plus that. Plus the catch-up. Plus the catch-up. If you're over 50, it's 26 or 27,000. We have it right there. It goes up a little bit every year, so I don't, I don't have the exact figure at the top of my head. But here you are stressing about tax policy, but you're not maxing your 401k. You're not max, maxing your health savings account. You're not using all the tools at your disposal in order to reduce any burden that a Joe Biden presidency might bring upon you. It's uh, 19.5 under age 50 and 26,000 over age 50. That's right. Are you doing that? Here you are saying, oh boy, woe is me. I I might sell all my stocks because I'm worried about tax policy based on who's president. 
and you're not taking advantage of something that's right in front of your face and maxing out your 401k, mm-hmm. you're not in your, and if you're investing, if you are already maxing out your 401k, you're not investing on a tax efficient basis mm-hmm. by using tax-free municipal bonds and, and exchange traded funds. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's in your control. You can't control the policy, but you can control how much you save. You can control your emotion on buying and selling and panics, and you can control your asset allocation so that you can create a probability that you will be successful. And what I mean by that is over the long term, 5, 10, 15 years, yes, that money's earmarked for later on in your retirement. You don't need to worry about that no matter who's in office. Now, finally, before we wrap it up, some control. This is sort of a, a part of this is in your control, part of it's out. But if you break down your retirement savings life into these three categories, I think you'll be successful and not stress about what's out of your control. Focus on what's in your control. Some control. Employment, earnings, and duration. You have a little bit of control over that. Obviously, people in retirement, Denny, who don't run out of money, if you work longer, you reduce the probability of running out of money. Okay, some people don't have that option, whether it's their job is too physical or or whatever it might be. They can't. That's fine. But you have some control over how much you make and how long you work. Okay, people say, well, I don't know. The numbers are kind of tight in retirement. I don't know. Can can we make up the difference in unbelievable performance? No, but you can work three more years. That's right. Okay, so you have some control over that. Finally, and I think this gets missed. People stress about. And this doesn't have anything to do with what we do at Kirsten Wealth Management, okay? But I I think it's a good thing for everybody. And I want all my clients as well to be happy and healthy, okay? Your longevity. Yes, there's factors that, that people get sick. But you can increase your probability. And the same thing with investing. We're talking about nothing guaranteed, increasing your probability. You can increase your longevity. You can make sure you spend less money on healthcare in retirement. That's right. Smoking versus not. Exercise. Taking that, taking that couple mile walk every day. Okay, the doctors will say when you get into retirement, you know, you don't have to go out and and kill yourself. You know, doing the hardcore workouts you did as a kid. Walk every day. Move. And guess what? If you're healthier, not only are you going to have a more enjoyable retirement, but you're going to spend less money. Do healthier people spend? I know Medicare covers a lot of things, Denny. Mm-hmm. But do healthier people spend less money in I, retirement? Absolutely. So here you are trying to maximize your gains and trying to make sure that a Biden or a Trump presidency doesn't hurt your portfolio. And you're not taking that walk. You're not eating healthy. Right. You're not you're not, you know, reducing all the things that, you know, are bad for your health. Mm -hmm. That is part of it. I I, I do truly believe. And so break down your life, break down your retirement into those three categories, break down your life into those categories. What can I control? What do I have some control over? And what do I have total control over? And I think that that will reduce the stress and anxiety that some folks can have around the election. Any other thoughts there? Yeah. Well, one more point on the on the whole election thing. Way back in um, the uh, 2008 election, mm-hmm. Barack Obama was elected president. There was a lot of people that were not happy about that. Some were happy. There was more than half the country voted for him. Fine. And But there was a handful of people that, that conversations were had where they said, that's it. I'm getting out. You know, that's right. It's going down. Uh, he's going to be a socialist president and so on. And people were worried about Trump, too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know where the S&P 500 was uh, in, around that time? It was around 900. Okay. 
900. The bottom was like in the high 600s, okay? And it was 900 uh, right around the time he took office, okay? And the S&P's at 3,500. Yeah. So focus on that long term. Yeah. Focus on that long term. Focus on that what was you eleven can. or twelve years ago. Yep, that was a horrible time to invest because of who was elected president. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Money Sense, Kevin and Dennis Kirsten. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Advisors of Kirsten Wealth Management Group, Kevin Kirsten and Dennis Kirsten. Got a few minutes left here in the show, Denny, and we want to circle it back. We tried to put whatever's going to happen in this election in perspective, and. Focus on the long term and focus on planning. And right now, you know, from a planning standpoint, uh, Medicare is a big thing. Uh, We talked about hopefully there won't be any Medicare changes with Medicare for all and all that good stuff. But it's the enrollment period. And so there's a lot of decision making going on right now. Well, the uh, lots of commercials on TV from uh, between now and the end of the year. But it's worth mentioning uh, when, when someone is over 65, you're on Medicare. Uh, the you pay a premium for Part B and Part D, okay? So, but there's a threshold. Uh, the minimum premium uh, for Part B uh, now is $144.60 a month if uh, your income is uh, up to a certain level. And that level is up to 87000 for a single filer and 174000 or less uh, for uh, joint filers. If you have more than that, you will pay an extra premium. There's actually about five different levels that you could pay uh, a lot higher. We should wish this problem on everyone. If your income was um, uh, above 500000 your premium would be 491 a month instead of 144 a month, uh, or excuse me, 750 on a joint filer. So, um, that, you know, you're paying a higher premium, but if you're making that much money, I think you can afford it. Right, so right. Uh, anyhow, so uh, one of the things that is around this year is uh, they waived the requirement for required minimum distribution this year. So um, for some people, uh, that may possibly um, be a tax benefit to you, especially if you're close to that threshold, if you waived your uh, required minimum this year. Yeah, it could, it could even potentially in a few years reduce your premium for one year. Uh, once they go back and look at the year and you had less income. Right. And uh, the, the, the premium this year is based on 2018 earnings. It's always like two years behind. So whatever your income is uh, this year, especially if you did not uh, take the RMD and reduce your income, uh, that will happen for the uh, uh, for 2022. So you have to pay attention to that because there's all these strategies between, say, age 65 and the new required distribution age, age 72, and then 72 and beyond. And... Uh, one of the strategies will start with the younger age group. P- some people say, well, you know, I got a, I got a nice size IRA balance here and it's going to keep growing, hopefully, potentially. And I can kind of see the writing on the wall. I'm going to have a sizable RMD. Well, one of the things you can do to reduce that required distribution when you're 72, if you're 62, 63, 64, 65. Now, some people say, well, start taking money out. Well, you don't have to do that because if you don't need the money to live, and you're reinvesting it anyway, you can certainly do a Roth conversion. That way, all the future growth is tax-free. Now, you want to make sure if you're over 65, you stay under those levels. So repeat those levels real quick for me. If you if you are employing that strategy because you want to keep your IRA balance to a minimum when you hit 72 and you're converting, there's two things to look at. Number one, your tax bracket. Let's say you have adjusted gross income of 50000 Well, the next tax bracket up, 12% jumps to 22 over 80000 so be careful of that, but also be careful 
If you even go higher, you don't want your Medicare premium to jump up if you do a Roth conversion. It's uh, 87000 for single and uh, one seventy four for filing jointly. Yeah, so... You know, if you if you do a larger Roth conversion, make sure you don't jump over that level because then you'll get hit with a higher Medicare right. premium. Uh, so you might want to look at the tax brackets, the individual tax brackets, maybe stay under that tax bracket jump. I mean, there's one that jumps 10 percent from 12 to 22. Jumping from 22 to 24 is probably not the end of the world. But that that first one. Right. If you have income and if you have, you know, 40 or 50,000 of adjustable gross income married, Denny. Mm. Yep. You're leaving money on the table that could be taxed at 12%. Right. And uh, if you file jointly, that's up to uh, taxable income of uh, 80000 Right. So if you have, even if you have 70000 why not take the extra ten and realize that income through a Roth conversion, and then you know it's taxed at 12 mm -hmm. and not down the road at a higher rate potentially. Right. So I think that's a good strategy. Now, once you're over the age of 72 and you say, okay, I could have skipped my RMD this year, make sure it makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, even though you could skip your RMD, your required distribution, you're over 70, you might want to take a lesser amount if it makes sense within your tax bracket. So people say, well, cancel my whole required distribution. Well, there's no sense in canceling your whole required distribution and having almost no income. Like I said, maximize that bracket. So it still might make sense to take a distribution or do a Roth conversion for some money in this year where you have that waiver. Where you have that waiver, you might still want to do something. Last thing, Denny, qualified charitable distributions that you can do over the age of 70. Well, a lot of people do those to offset a required distribution. Okay, there's no required distribution this year. You can still do it, mm -hmm. but you're not getting much bang for your buck. Why not push that to January 1st and do two? Mm -hmm. Double up next year when it's actually required that you take money out. Because two things. Number one, you're a year older, so you know your RMD is going up and Based on where we sit today, your account balance has recovered, so your required distribution is going to be higher. Mm -hmm. So maybe take that qualified distribution for charity, do two in one year. I mean, I think most charities you can say, okay, well, give me a give me a two month uh, wait, and so I can double up uh, in, on January first. I think that probably makes sense as well. Any thoughts there? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's tax planning. Uh, you know, we have a minute or two left here, Kevin. I, I, I have some the wisdom of great investors. There's always some good thoughts here. Uh, one is from Warren Buffett. Uh, he says, be patient and think long term. The stock market is a device to transfer money from the impatient to the patient. And when people sell, there has to be a buyer at the other end. Well, and eventually, scary market conditions even come from the best of us. Warren Buffett capitulated in March, yeah. if you can believe that. I don't know if he, in his old age, he just got too nervous and he and he sold some things and he built up his cash position. He didn't sell everything, mm -hmm. which is a good lesson too, but did find that quite interesting. We, we, we talked about this already today. This is from Peter Lynch, a, a famous uh, investor. Uh, far more money has been lost by investors trying to anticipate corrections than lost in the correction themselves. Well, and I'll add, election to that correction yes so far more money has been been lost trying to anticipate the election or a potential correction than has was lost in the correction itself i completely agree with that yeah completely agree with That's that right so so you know you have to put some of this aside put your own biases aside listen i have a bias. people listen to this show they listen to you 
They know we have this uh, bias towards conservative uh, thinking and conservative values. And, 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 against conservative. A bias towards conservative. Well, towards, I'm sorry yeah. if I said against. My, yeah. my fault towards. there. Towards conservative thought processes. But I would never let that bias allow me for my clients or for myself to make a rash emotional decision. Okay? People will call me up all the time, Denny, and say, oh, I'm worried about this or that. Biden. Obama. And I would agree with it. But then, oh, so that means we should sell. No. That means we should adjust. Yeah. Okay? We can adjust, but it doesn't mean you should sell. And that's what we will be monitoring the days and the weeks ahead. You know, Absolutely. Will, there, will there be a slight shift one way or the other toward uh, this area or another area? It might benefit value. It might benefit growth. It might benefit international. It might benefit U.S. It, it might benefit small caps. It might benefit large caps. It might benefit China. <laughs> That's absolutely right. But guess what? You might not like it that yeah. it does, but guess what? You might want to participate in it as well. Right. Right. And so all these decisions in terms of where to tilt – it is just that. It is a tilt one direction or another. It is not an all-in, all-out proposition. And it should never be that you're so afraid of something that you're just held at stalemate and you don't invest at all because that's, right. that's not a smart thing to do. Think about the long term. Focus on what you can control, and you'll be successful over time. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Money Sense, brought to you each week by Kirsten Wealth Management Group. To contact Dennis, Brad, or Kevin professionally, call 419-872-0067 or 800-875-1786. Their email address is kirstenwealth at lpl.com and their website is kirstenwealth.com. Opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your financial advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.